0: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at chumbacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? <gasps> Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, <sighs> oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Grab your credential. It's time to go Inside Press Row with Jordan Breen
0: on the SureDog.com blog. Welcome Inside Press Row. I'm Jordan Breen. Last week, we got news that World Series of Fighting had sold a 60% interest for... Much more money than I thought we would ever get out of some World Series of Fighting action. $25 million for 60% of what appeared to be some kind of Ponzi scheme or shell game for a bunch of investors over the last few years. In my own show, on the Jordan Breen Show over the years, I've told Ad Nausea in the story of going to cover World Series of Fighting 2 back in March 2013 and – being blown away at the now-dead Revel Casino in Atlantic City, an MMA event that came off like an MMA event, and in the end, in practice, had highly entertaining fights, but mm, something seemed askew and something seemed strange. And frankly, in the nearly four years since, things with World Series of Fighting has only become more transparent and shambolic, and part of that reason is great reportage on this. So as we get into maybe the the, uh, the death throws, the repurposing, recycling, or... Uh, the Phoenix-like nature of future World Series of Fighting, I think only fitting to talk to one particular dude, a, a great investigative journalist in MMA who's done beaucoup awesome work on World Series of Fighting and all of its peculiar and hinky strangeness over the last few years, and uh, rail fight stories. It's a long-time MMA scribe, Mike Russell. Mike, first of all, pleasure to have you, and second of all, I mean, let me start with this. I think a lot of people, if they follow your reporting on World Series of Fighting, because of the nature of the promotion it is, because they put a guy like Ali Abdulaziz involved, uh, because it's a beat that you followed, something kind of seems pathological and vindictive about it, I think. like, How often, other than just Ali himself, do you get a lot of people who are just like, dude, why do you care so much about World Series of Fighting?
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I, I can see that. I'm a PR like I come from a PR background, so I kind of see how people see that. And, you know, I'm I've always been a guy that really hasn't shied away from talking about things publicly. And, you know, I admit that that it looks like it's a personal vendetta. It it didn't start out that way. It kinda started out, you know, just me having some news to report. And then, you know, there were some barbs and stuff, uh, I guess online that kind of went back and forth, some personal shots, you know, that Ali took at me personally and, you know, um, yeah it's it's one of those things but I, I i guess there's there's some people that like it there's some people that hate it but you know i'm I'm a big fan of hunter s thompson and and the way that he used to you know used to say that he he'd use journalism like a hammer and he'd use it you know when he knew he was right he'd use it to kind of you know put the pegs into place and 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 to shine a light on certain things and i think that's kind of you know i i kind of am am in the same vein i guess <laughs> as hunter i'm never going to say i'm i'm as good as or or even close to what he did but you know, I've always been a guy that's that's been in the sport to kind of help fighters. You know, I've, I've helped some guys out, you know, finding fights over the years and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of where I, I I first got involved and first saw firsthand some of the things that Ali was doing. So some of the emails that you've seen that I've released of some of the contract negotiations where he was telling, you know, managers, if you sign your, your rights to your fighter over to me, I'll get them in this million-dollar tournament. And that's kind of where uh, World Series of Fighting began was – the, in principle, it was supposed to be a $1 million tournament. So at what point, going back to Hunter S. Thompson
0: sure. motif, at what point did you realize that World Series of Fighting was in fact decadent and depraved?
1: Um, well, if, if you go back to my history with World Series of Fighting, um, I put in a complaint around 2012 with some of the brass at World Series of Fighting um, about Ali and about some of the conflicts that i knew of and some of the you know he was i I had evidence that i've posted and and, and spoken about where he was basically trading off sponsorship for contracts with world series of fighting so you know it was like like you said like a ponzi scheme where you've got rick hans getting money from this guy he's getting a contract from me for his fighter that he manages and then we're all happy and i i'm taking 20 percent of everything on top of it so you know it, it started back then I kind of stepped away from MMA reporting for a while, um, and then when you know John Nash and uh, Paul Giff started with their most recent expose on World Series of Fighting that had to do with Ali, it kind of piqued my interest again, and I started you know started communicating with them that I had a lot more to the story to tell, um, and to be honest, the the whole terrorism and MOA side just kind of fell on my lap as a result of me being somewhat abrasive and tweeting about what I was writing about. So, you know, as much as as people say it's been detrimental to people taking the story seriously and maybe to my image as a reporter, it's actually been uh, uh, pretty good for me to be as a, you know, a vehicle to get information. I've had ex-wives and ex-girlfriends of allies contact me through my website and contact me because of the social media presence that I've had. So, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword. But yeah, 2011, 2012 was when I first started noticing that there was, you know, some things happening behind the curtain at World Series of Fighting that, you know, didn't seem like it was on the up and up.
0: Yeah. And so, like like I said, someone, as someone in the industry, like I've told it on my, my regular show repeatedly, just... Yeah. I'll never forget going to cover World Series of Fighting 2, which was the event where they didn't have a canvas big enough to cover the cage. They had to borrow the one from Cage Fury Fighting Championships uh, up the street from the Borgata and – it just the I they didn't have like post fight media availabilities, but like a from let put something together because we complained. We ended up in a hallway in the Rebel Casino with a fire alarm going off that terrified poor Marlon Morais, who covered his ears and went into the bomb position and like some kind of like triggered reaction. It was just the strange. Andre Orlovsky didn't have gloves that fit. So he wore UFC gloves like just the most bizarre event. I remember looking at our photographer, Dave Mandel, and being like, I don't know if this is going to last, or, like, what? But, th- like there's, dude, there's something up here. Like, this is, this is, even by, it's not even just that it's regular, shitty, regional MMA. Like, this is patently bizarre, from the most benign details. Like, the fact that, like, Mike, can we say this conclusively? Is there anything more perfect that when we look back at World Series of Fighting, we can look back at the fact that they're... uh
1: their commentary team was Todd Harrison, Boss Rooten. Like, could it be? Could
0: it be anyone else?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know what? I, I think a lot of the moves that they made, if you look at it historically, they were basically playing UFC in a lot of ways. They were pretending, or you know, taking pages at him. One thing that always kind of struck me as odd was that whole Ali, you know, uh, Melvin Gillard situation that just reeked of the Tito Ortiz, Dana White situation. You know, talking about how he used to beat him up in the gym, and you know, it, it was it was like they were each playing roles that just weren't – you know, they weren't suited to them because – I don't oh, know.
0: Dude, look it's at their just... introductory press conference. Yes.
1: On the, on the Tito Ortiz scale
0: of public elocution and diction, bare minimum, Ray Sefo gets like an 8.5 for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, like Ray Sefo like Ray, Ray being a figurehead president, like this dude ain't Nobuhiko Takata, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ray wasn't the first choice. Randy Couture was the first choice for president. Of Randy, course, Randy declined. So Ray, you know, being in the same gym and and being the person that kind of set that meeting up with Randy, he was the 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 next choice. But you know, again, I always assumed that Ray had this position where he was like Chuck Liddell with the UFC, where he was just kind of you know there to smile and shake hands. But you know, even even the the fact that he played Patsy to Ali by signing up for Matchmaker. There's an investigation going on right now. Actually, there's multiple investigations going on at different <laughs> levels of government uh, as to who was lying, who was hiding, what, and you know, it, there's there's a lot more to the situation. I think that's that's going to come out in the next few months. <laughs> that, that we're going to go. How can they even sell this company?
0: Well, this is and this is what I'm getting at. Like, and we're already seeing it now. You know, we've been we've been rapping for for you know like seven minutes, eight minutes on all this stuff, and yep. we haven't even got to the sale part of it. <laughs> It, it, I mean, it, it is a part of the same recipe, but it's an awfully large cauldron that's boiling here, and there's a lot of ingredients. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of – like there's a lot of strange people who got an awful lot of money out of this and a lot of truly bizarre things that have happened. You yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's we could we could go on and on about Ali himself and his background and and all the stuff you previously mentioned the yep. INS letting him stay here. The moment I realized he was the guy who got uh in K1 Heroes by Cal Uno in like 2005, I was like, "Holy shit, this guy <laughs> yeah. really is some kind of like international grifter." Oh, you're Ali Ibrahim? Okay, yep. Yep. got it. Ten yep. four. So to the actual say, actually. In in since we're really vibing on its weirdness, can we quickly talk about even after the sale? How does World Series of Fighting? I mean, of course, World Series of Fighting, Mike. Of course, it would be them. But how are they the one that gets hacked by a Kurdish resistance hacker?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what? Some sometimes reality is stranger than fiction, right? And and the Holy fact smokes. that that out of any any MMA promotion. It had to be them. It it didn't surprise me though. Nothing I hear anymore about world series of fighting, even if it's, you know, the the most far out rumor, it doesn't surprise me anymore. When we look at, you know, the trajectory that they took to get where we are right now and where they're sitting right now. And it looks like, you know, they're, they're, they obviously have a little bit of life support coming their way. If this is all going to come through and all of the due diligence has happened that they've already registered the company.
0: (laughs) So on Sunday, uh, it was a Kurdish hacker, uh, and uh, basically, like pledged, pledged allegiance and uh, anti, like, allegiance to the Kurds in Iraq and uh, anti, uh, anti ISIS sentiment. I believe it said "F ISIS, uh, long live Peshmerga," which is the the Iraq, the Kurdish Iraqi military force, and uh, left uh, an address. Apparently, this this Kurdish uh, group of hackers has hacked thousands and thousands of sites, but are, are how do we reckon this? Is this just because World Series of Fighting would of course have a website that would be easy to hack? Is this because of Ali? Am I being fanciful here? Like like I said, of course it would be World Series of Fighting that got their website hacked like this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I, I think it was probably like, I I run a lot of websites on my own, including my own website. And I'm always getting these updates saying you need to upgrade WordPress because there's been a vulnerability that's been found that somebody has been able to use to get into websites. You know, it's either steal information, take control of the site. So to me, but judging by the way that there's been, you know, apparently people have been fired because of information that I've put out that they assume they're feeding me information it's not even the same people that i got a lot of the information from but they're just you know they're they're just throwing darts at what they're doing in the office right now so you know you've got this guy on the outside of the company making posters you got another guy that runs their website you've got all these different people that are you know probably under trained because they're not being paid very well by world series of fighting
0: well you know because they're, they're part of a larger grift
1: yes Yes, exactly. It's all smoke and mirrors, I think, because you look at even even some of the lawsuits where they've got, you know, they didn't pay rent to some of these people that were renting out office space, and some of those people that were renting out office space to these people were investors. So not only are they screwing over people, but they're screwing over investors. <laughs> and that's the biggest takeaway, I think, from the deal that I've heard, is that Ray Sefo, who owned a certain percentage of the company, has now been historically diluted. So he's going to have to take a bath unless somebody's sliding him some money over here so you know the next time we see ray in front of a microphone smiling and telling everybody how great everything is with world series of fighting you gotta kind of take it with a grain of salt thinking that maybe he got hosed a little bit
0: he does have a beautiful smile though (laughs) let's talk about the actual sale 25 million for 60 percent of this thing absolutely blew my funky mind i do want to talk about mmax investors and the group that brought like bought into this but how how do you get to twenty five million for sixty percent of this thing? They don't own like a tape library. Their actual name is worthless in the space yep. and owned in other regions by other people who've used it better. The World Series of Fighting GC events in Asia, in many cases, were better than some of the things that were broadcast on the NBC Sports Network, in spite of the fact that that name got straight ripped off them
1: and they basically got a TV slot like what the hell is this yeah yeah it's it's bizarre to me to think that there's a at least a 40 million dollar valuation of this company because you have to think where did it come from but when you look at all the players that are involved you look at Carlos Silva who's the main uh officer that's in all the paperwork that I'm told spearheaded the fundraising efforts so he went around you know to some of his old colleagues from AOL all these guys from from uh, Revolution, all these guys, you know, that that are big time investors in different spaces, and told them, probably, you know, I'm just guessing here. Listen, UFC just got bought for four point something billion. Here's a deal for you. How about you buy us for for 25 million? So I don't know. I to me. I, the fact that they were able to get people to bite on this is fascinating to me because if you Google World Series of Fighting, a lot of the stories that come up, especially recently, are not very favorable. No so kidding. How much diligence did these people do? And these are multi-billionaires, you know. When you you look at all of their combined assets, who was Well, running? is that is that is that kind of like the Occam's razor thing here? Is it just rich people buy things and overpay? I think that's what it is. If you look at some of the other investments they had, they 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 bought a lot of the members of this group. We're part of a team that bought a Counter Strike team, and that's one of their investments. Uh, okay. they own, you know what I mean, like with Magic Johnson. So, you know, the the the, the some of the names that I've heard, including you know Ted Leonos or Leon Leonsis, I guess is how you pronounce it, who owns the, the capital, the King of DC Sports. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, and he also has interest in I think Comcast Sports Network, which is yep. owned by NBC, which means. You know they basically hedged their bets by saying we've got all these people supporting us and backing us now that have all these connections. So maybe it's not about the money. Maybe it's about the connections that they're making. But I'm I'm telling you, Daifik made out pretty good considering. I'm hearing that he owns about sixty percent of that forty percent that he's, that for, he's kept for, on for himself.
0: Since he's since he's a shadow man here, since he's one of the guys with the eye holes cut out, running around with a, a cloth like a table sheet over his head, asking just being a ghost. Nudes. Yeah, asking partners. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the Tell the, the, <laughs> for the, for those who just are like, who, who's Bruce Dyfik? Who's Bruce Dyfik? Dyfik is an investor. I think he started in real estate in Colorado. Um, he was kind of the guy that came in at one point and, and threw some money at World Series of Fighting because let's be honest, they were struggling financially at the beginning. But as, as I told in my last story, folklore that I've heard from more than one person who heard it firsthand from either side of the story was that when he joined, it was because he owed money to Sean Lampman, who was the founder of World Series of Fighting. So they met at a Whole Foods, and uh, I guess the bag was a little light. He gave, it, gave money in a Crown Royal bag. And because the bag was a little light, he open-handed slapped him. Sean slapped Dyfik in the middle of the Whole Foods, where Dyfik said, wait, you can either beat the shit out of me, or we can discuss me investing in your MMA promotion. So right from the beginning, this was a relationship built on rocky ground. And as we see with all the lawsuits, which I'm told now, Dyfic is countersuing all of the claimants in the lawsuits that uh, or all the, uh, sorry, the plaintiffs in the lawsuits that are against him. So, you know, it's, it's just, to me, there's so many moving parts that need to be dealt with before this company, you know, probably <laughs> takes ownership of this well, uh, ship that's got a big hole in the side. Look at, look at a guy like Lantman.
0: You know, yep. I was I was already talking about like it's difficult to do something like this and try to keep it within a, a half hour round because it, it's not even just moving parts. It's like this this sprawling, entangling web. There's people that haven't been a part of this thing forever other than in court documents and the like who are still formative figures in what happens going forward.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and you look at kind of the dynamic of, of, you know, the reason why I was told that world series of fighting, and this is, you know, I have yet to verify with everybody involved, but the story is that Sean Lampman watched Rich Franklin and David Loazzo fight and realized how much or how little money David Loazzo made for that fight with Rich Franklin. And he decided that he was starting the promotion kind of twofold. He had, you know, some business issues with, uh, with Zufa, I think that he had some falling out where they kind of screwed him on a deal. And then he also had, uh, you know, this intention where he wanted to take care of fighters. So, you know, from the beginning, they were kind of overpaying a lot of these purses, but I don't think he saw at the time. And, and, you know, I I guess he could correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I don't think he saw exactly how much was going out to fighters that weren't, you know, basically it was Ali's fighters that were being taken care of you know, purses that were three or four times as much as their opponent, stuff like that. But I don't know. It's it's there's so, you know, I'll watch the movie of this when when it when it's all said and done of of World Series of Fighting. You know, there's there's got to be a 30 for 30 or something that comes out that kind of tells us everything that happened behind the scenes. But, you know, I think we're just scratching the surface here.
0: I think that is proof positive is even thinking about the characters involved right now and some of the machinations here and the fact it's. It's based around cage fighting and lying and stealing money. These are sexy things that play in prestige TV, I think. You could legitimately do some kind of miniseries about World Series of Fighting. And we don't even know what the end is yet. We actually have no – who knows what kind of sordid shit this ends in. But you mentioned the purses. I'm curious how you think it plays on the open market now because people were naturally kind of excited to some extent when – all of this went down because Marlon Moraes cut ties immediately. They're theoretically at World Series of Fighting 35 going to find a new bantamweight champion. And at the same time, Dave Branch comes out, does the MMA hour a week after canceling, and then just comes out. sewers Ali vacates his titles basically on air, like a quasi pro wrestling promo, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And says he's a free agent and more or less said that he's waiting for terms from the UFC. Now, I like Dave Branch. He looks like a bassist like in a 1970s funk band. And I like late career overachievers. It's dope that he fought in two weight classes. Dave Branch is dope. However, 35-year-old Dave Branch, who went 2-2 two and two in his first UFC stint, is probably most famous for getting slammed through the floor by Gerald Harris. This guy can't possibly catch any serious money. Marlon Rice is one thing, but he's probably not going to get uh, a six-figure deal for his first fight. In well, the UFC, like what what no. kind of market value do you think there is for these guys who, in most cases, were Ali Abdulaziz fighters, getting straps thrown around their waist and uh, massively inflated paychecks?
1: Yeah, well, if you look at you know Branch, Gaethje, and Moraes if if I had to pick one of those three that I thought would have the most appeal, would be probably Gaethje. But you look at you know as far as they also have games the, go. like the
0: shortest shelf life, and that exactly thirty five year old Branch, like yep, Justin. Yeah. Justin Gaethje fights down to his competition in the most thrilling way possible.
1: Exactly, and you know what though, the you got you got to commend Ali on this front is the the fact that all of those guys their last fight made about two hundred thousand each. So you know you look at UFC purses compared to that, and the fact that they're all going to be bottom rung of the uh, the Reebok deal. I don't think they're going to make out as well as they think they are in the open market because you look at you know guys like I, I think Khabib his last fight made. 26 and 26 so you know big 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 difference there and i think even guys like like cerrone makes about 80 and 80 i think he did for his last fight or if, if close to it 200,000 for david branch probably isn't something that we're going to see anytime soon and and if he does get it then you know great kudos to you but i don't see the ufc coming at david branch with an offer that they're going to pay him as much as he got for world series of fighting and you have to be honest here. Some of the opponents that he had in the last couple of years weren't the top level of, of competition that, you know, maybe he's faced in the past. I don't think he's 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 going to maybe fare as well in the UFC when you look at some of the upper echelon of fighters that they're going to put him up against. So, what do you
0: actually expect gets done in in the immediate future here? Like like you kind of hinted at, how do you sell this thing and and go forward with it? Is this is a group of investors better – like what do they have here to even keep? If you were – if you put all this money into this thing, this inflated evaluation, why would you keep the World Series of Fighting trappings knowing that it's kind of like an in-joke and in mixed martial arts? Is there anything subs- substantive here to like keep e- other than uh, the time slot on the NBC Sports Network and occasionally NBC Network?
1: that's kind of the only one that I think that, that people are looking at and saying that there's any value in because if you look at the fact that they're losing all these champions, you know, they don't have a lot of real stars on on the roster except for, you know, maybe Kayla Harrison's kind of the one that's the biggest name right now and she hasn't even fought yet. So you know, I, I think they're kind of banking on a lot of these mainstream ideas like bringing Kayla in, bringing, you know, Chuck Liddell in, bringing Randy in, all these different things that have absolutely zero to do with World Series of Fighting. But the problem is that's the problem. You know, there, there's been no brand recognition with World Series of Fighting, or people, you know, being able to say, "Well, that's World Series of Fighting is this guy." You know, he's he's the name and the face and and the person that we identify with. Even even like we talked about before, Ray being the the head of the group. What does he have to offer that's going to change anything? You know, I, I I don't think that the issue with World Series of Fighting. Went very much further than who was running World Series of Fighting for the last few years because they've made some very questionable, questionable decisions. You know, and there's been a lot going on behind the scenes. They're they're kind of playing by the seat of their pants. I've I've seen DMs, you know, where they've sent people questioning my work and Paul Gift's work and John Nash's work publicly, and it's like, you know, you can't really hate us for shining a light on these things, but uh, you know, I, I I think they they just think that they're maybe not in as rough of shape as, as everybody else sees them as being in.
0: Well, I think, I think there's also, for, for people who run medium to long cons like this, I think there's <laughs> a level of, I'm serious. Yeah. Uh, d- dude, there's a level of boldness to shit like this because there's a level of transparency. Like, I truly believe that for the most part, like, uh, meticulous people and well-planned, thoughtful, well-researched people who get into, like, like someone like a Bernie Madoff, There's a level of fundamental in-house knowledge of what you're doing that you can button up and retrofit yourself and for at least a long, sustained period of time, trick a lot of people who may be very clever and do it successfully. Yeah, Something like this. Dave Branch just fights for a title every single time on cable television. You have any knowledge about mixed martial arts of what's happening, where he trains and who manages him? They happen to, you know, someone happens to report like you said, the $200,000 purse, you're just like, "Holy shit. This is this is a complete con game." The yeah. level of the level of knowledge necessary to kind of penetrate the veneer of world series of fighting is so little. You don't wow. even have to identify like as a hardcore mixed martial arts fan, to be able to see like where the money's going, and it's like so, it it doesn't surprise me that there's just that kind of unconscionable level of boldness because I I truly think there's a contempt for fans, media, like they don't really know what's up, even though you know the emperor's got no clothes to the extremist degree.
1: Sure, sure, and I think it's you know we've had this case of them not really being very transparent like you said and it's been like the wizard of Oz who's pulling the strings everywhere behind the scenes but you know I know I hate sounding like I'm going back to Ali but I think the main problem was employee number one after Sean Lampman, was Ali and they were working hand in hand together so he he basically formed his strong stranglehold, sorry, on the promotion all the way through, and was able to do what he wanted to the point where I've been sent texts um, that were were uh, between two World Series of Fighting employees that clearly illustrate that Carlos Silva was in on trying to hide Ali's conflicts of interest. And there's, you know, there was some discussion in a meeting that that was illustrated in these texts where he was questioning whether or not they could get away with Ali claiming that his wife was managing because. Uh, Las Vegas is a joint property state. So they were, they were actually discussing this. This was a discussion in a World Series of Fighting boardroom. It wasn't, you know, we need to do something like, you know, we, we go back to Sean Lantman. Sean Lantman actually tried to get Ali out of the picture by having the board vote positively to remove him. And then, you know, this other group of of Carlos Silva, Dyfik, and, and, you know, Ray Cepho and all these other people actually work to protect him and to to keep him in power and one of the one of the the quotes from this text uh, from the text that I have actually said Carlos told this person on the phone that they need to do whatever they need to do to keep Ali in power by whatever means necessary because uh, they depend so much on him so you know there's your answer so
0: why, why I now I'm not oblivious to the charms of Ali Abdulaziz <laughs> I mean, he's he's a good talker He sells himself very well to people, but he is not necessarily a dude who's like the most buttoned up. I mean, if you think the Bernie Madoff comparison was maybe too far out in another realm, (laughs) look at say, look at, look at a grift, like, you know, premier boxing champions, which ultimately became like Al Heyman flying too close to the sun. But look at the level of discretion and Frank cleverness of Al Heyman over the years. Yeah. His invention of the phrase boxing advisor to l- truly legally subvert any kind of on-ink legal repre- – like he was never a manager. He was never an advisor. No one's ever really been an advisor before. This man redefined the game in the in the boxing grift. Now, he's about to eat it because somehow PBC chewed through like nearly a billion dollars in record time of investors – But looking at someone like Ali, who, even if he's a pretty good salesman, the cracks are obvious and it doesn't take a ton of research to realize that, bare minimum, something could be up with this guy. How is he the point man for so many people who have so much? You know, there are people above him in the pyramid. How do you keep a guy who's that potentially volatile and see him as the indispensable
1: uh, cog in this machine? Yeah, that's that's the million dollar question. Everybody keeps saying, "Why? Why? Why are these, you know, say fighters that know that that all this stuff has been going on behind the scenes? Why are they so quick to to defend him?" And you know, in their case, I understand. Fighters don't make a ton of money, and you know, if you've got a guy that's actually being paid by Auto Shopper to divvy out money for Auto Shopper, he's going to give you money if you're giving him money, you know? So there's all these moving parts where he's taking 20% from here and this company's paying him to give up money which he's giving back to himself and all the you know all these moving parts all kind of add up to this image of Ali that people think wow he's got you know 43 fighters he takes care of all these guys so much that nobody leaves him and you know to be honest fans don't really care much beyond how a fighter's being taken care of which you know like i said that's why i started covering the sport and kind of getting into the sport was because i really really did care about how these fighters were being taken care of. And, you know, I, I I figured that I'd do my part to try to shine a light on different areas of the sport, but you know, we're kind of at the point now, I think where we, you know, a lot of people are are overlooking a lot of of past deeds and, and current deeds that are, that are being, you know, done that are illegal. But, you know, the bottom line is the guy is unlicensed. He's acting as a manager in Nevada. Nevada knows this. They're looking into this. Um, the, the, there's a lot more going on behind the scenes that I think when it all comes out, you know, even stuff that I'm not involved in, when it all comes out, I, th- I think people are going to see a kind of a clearer picture of of how things were going on behind the scenes, but man, I'll tell you, nobody's more surprised that he's he's a successful manager than law enforcement that that he dealt with back when he was a CI. They they can't believe it, but, you know, in the same sense, they said that he was probably the most prolific con man that they've ever man that they've ever dealt with. You know, I was gonna so, say
0: it always kills me too that he got to stay in this this country based on being an informant, yeah. and it seems like he is one of the worst and shittiest informants I've ever heard of.
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm doing an interview with with a mainstream site uh, not related to <laughs> MMA about informants gone bad later on today. So it's it's funny you bring that up, but the point is with ali is is he basically from what i'm told he extorted his way to stay into the country because he threatened to to <laughs> screw over the NYPD and FBI by going public with this story which you know the the book that came out about him came out about 2 years after his his immigration hearing where he claimed asylum and you know claimed he was going to be killed if if he went back to egypt and all these other you know sob stories that he had and then this book comes out and he went and 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 publicized what he did anyway even though I'm told he probably signed a non-disclosure as part of his stay in the country so it's it's crazy some of the things that I've heard you know D- Department of Homeland Security has been you know in touch with Ali apparently and gone to his house and you know I, I hear stories from behind the scenes where You know, he he went to a UFC event and uh, was talking to Lorenzo Fertitta. And Lorenzo made a joke about him being a terrorist. And, you know, he's so angry about all these different things that are going on. And I'm like, it's not my fault. He's blaming me for, like, basically, like, showing people all the things that he's done, I never did them, and I never came public with the story. So, you know, the story was out there before I shone a light on it, but it's almost like one of those things where you have a friend who has a, has a past, and they say, hey, don't tell anybody about this, right? Like, keep my secret type of thing. I, I don't Your friends understand. don't
0: normally get published in books, though, no. for their misdeeds as a CI.
1: No, no, but that's kind of, I think... You know the grip he has on a lot of people in the media who have have shied away from the story. You know for whatever reason, like you brought up, some people think I have a grudge and they don't want to be a you know a a privy or a part of that.
0: One thing that we should should say is just like one of the reasons Ali sells himself well is he very much seems like he's of the fight world. He's fought before. He's in good shape. He's out of central casting as an intimidating figure. Like it's no mistake. Like it shocks me to this day, and it's, a, again, maybe a symbol of just arrogance and sociopathy, that after Frankie Edgar, Ben Henderson, Malky Kawa had the balls in Denver yep. trying try to make fun of Ali to his face. Because everyone celebrated. Everyone's was like, oh, Ali punched Malky and dropped him at the Pepsi Center. Yeah, everyone you know, celebrated. But yeah. It's just like what – this is part of why he – Ali is – a he's kind of a
1: mad dog. Well, and I've heard more than one story about that situation where you know from from people close to Melky they say that he just held his hand out to shake it to say, you know great fight or whatever to Ali. I don't know what the actual story was, but I've also heard that the UFC had a camera backstage and they've got that tape so you know maybe, maybe that'll end up on one of the uh, one of the the rough cuts for one of the these events that they're putting out but who who knows somebody's gonna have that tape somewhere and somebody's you know maybe tell us what really happened but yeah, I heard you know you can kind of watch on the press conference where Frankie was speaking and then there was like a, a ruckus out backstage and Dana yeah, r- and runs out back. The Yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. the side. Yeah, so who knows? But, Right there, that kind of adds to the mystique of Ali Abdelaziz, because people then think, well, this guy's a loose cannon. You know, maybe I should be afraid of him. There were instances in the MOA where he he pulled the same on people. You know, people kind of had his number and figured out who he was and started asking some questions at a at a, a UN event, and he he pounded on some guy because of it, just to shut him up, because he was afraid that you know maybe people would buy what this guy was saying. So, you know, definitely some sociopathic behavior when you know somebody tries to tell the pr- truth about you and you beat him up. So it doesn't <sighs> surprise me that he done what he has about me you know and and i i don't know if you knew this i got invited to world series of fighting's new year new year's eve event and not only did i get invited they bruce dyfik was being extra extra pushy about me coming he wanted to pay for my ticket and you know he wanted me to sit down with the family so they could change my mind and it just you know it reeked of a of a uh, a sopranos episode where He's gonna say, let's go out in the harbor and we'll discuss it, you know, maybe confess <laughs> everything and then take you know, you know, out to the like, Whole Foods. Yeah, where's hit my the yeah. salad bar? So, that that's probably a line I think that's probably gonna follow him everywhere. You know, maybe we should go to Whole Foods and discuss this. <laughs> All right. So uh,
0: You hit on something interesting earlier where you said, like, you don't you don't think fans necessarily care as long as fighters are being taken care of, and that's one of the things that insulates Ali. No one's coming out and saying, like, Ali's robbing me. Dave Branch kind of hit it at, you know, it's not been working for me because of the machinations of my manager being this matchmaker and string puller and the like. But for the most part, people don't complain about Ali inveterately in public, on the fighter side. So do you, do you think that if it turns out, this is just all a scam, whatever may happen with the sale. I feel like one of the reasons that people don't necessarily take world series of fighting, like as an out and out joke is just this idea that they take random fighters and throw bills at them. Like it's like, almost like this Robin hood theory. Yeah. Well, no one cares if, if a bunch of, a bunch of people who are, Several standard deviations richer than they are are just throwing their money around so carelessly that it gets funneled into a sport they love. Yeah, some well, veterans get to make some cash, or some prospects get to make some
1: cash. Well, you know what? It, it reeks of like, and it, it reminds me of like one of these like like NCIS shows where you see that that this rich person rented a rented at a warehouse and put on an MMA event, you know, and all these <laughs> people are sitting drinking their martinis around them. And that's, you know, imagine right now if if back when the ifl was running into its major 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 issues if some rich group came and bought them and and did what they did but you know you look at the ifl they weren't necessarily mma people running it and then you look at guys like keith evans that were involved with that now he was involved with world series of fighting then he gets let go and now he's involved with alliance you know you look at some of these these parts and these these you know branches that probably should have been cut from the tree before they moved on and tried to try to make themselves something better but you know i i just think that them trying to rebrand i I don't even know if they're rebranding are they going to just be world series of fighting and hope that the damaged brand recovers from all of the you know the the reporting that's been done about them and all the things that we know about them or you know are they going to try something new you know I, i don't know world series of fighting global is doing this world cup thing and I don't know exactly what World Series of Fighting can do to make themselves new and improved.
0: Going back to World Series of Fighting Global, World Series of Fighting don't own their own video library outside of the United States or any of the rights to it. They don't even have the international rights to the damn name. We talked about just having the time slot. Knowing these things, knowing all the things we talked about, I know it's an unpredictable thing. It's maybe an answer hazy, please try again. (laughs) <laughs> but, what does your gut tell you on where we end up twelve to eighteen months with World Series of Fighting? Is this even still a promotion on television? Is this a rebranded thing? If you just had to take your best guesses as someone that has more intel on this than anyone on the journalistic side,
1: what's your feel? Ah, it's a good question. You know what? and and as as much as people think I dislike World Series of Fighting, I'd love to see World Series of Fighting. Rebrand, bring in all new people, and and do something. But the fact that they're keeping some of these problematic players in place, to me, that that's a red flag. And you know, that's me speaking as a fan. I'm not speaking even as as part of like a, a business or anything that they're going to do. But you got to look at the fact that a lot of these ventures that these rich people are involved in are like, you know, besides Le Leonsis who runs the uh, the Caps and the Wizards, they also do arena football. They do all of these kind of fringe sports. So it makes me wonder if if they saw this as like a gimmicky type, you know, like a niche sport, which let's be honest, like uh, I've I've, I've said, and I think other people have said that MMA is kind of on a, on a popularity down slide right now. It's not where it was, you know, when we both got into the sport and everybody, you know, it was on, on the up and up and we saw everybody that was, you know, working in the sport. It was a thriving, thriving thing. And now we're kind of hitting this kind of ebb where, Everybody's kind of, you know, maybe a little bit sick of the oversaturation of how many UFC events we're, we're dealing with. And now we've got World Series of Fighting, where they, you know, one show for them every three or four months is as much as people complained about it. It was enough for a lot of times because then we guaranteed that they put on a good show. But I truly do not know where they're going to go with this. I don't know how they think that they're going to market this outside of MMA fans. And M- let's be honest, MMA fans, no matter which website, which You know, you go on Reddit, you go on the SureDog forums, you go anywhere. Nine times out of ten, when you read about World Series of Fighting, it's a discussion like we're having right now.
0: Mike Russell, if you're intrigued by the World Series of Fighting Drama, and frankly, if you like fights, you damn well should be. Even if you don't like fights or MMA, frankly, you probably should be. An essential follow. Check out realfightstories.com and follow the man on Twitter, at Mike Russell MMA.
1: Nudge, elbow, punch, kick, step on somebody's laptop? Whatever you have to do to get a seat in press row. Wednesdays on the SureDog.com blog.